we're having another psalm, another psalm I'm remembering. We may need to have, oh, two or three, four, five, because uh, we're a forgetful people. We laugh and we talk about the Israelites and how they forgot, but we forget. We forget. We have great tools to remind us of everything. I already had a phone. I already had an iPad to remind me of dates and appointments. And boy, did they go off when I had a date or an appointment. I got tired of it. But last birthday, I got a watch. Now I have reminders to stand up, to walk, <laughs> to exercise, and I have a buzzing cheerleader on my wrist. You can do it. I'm kind of tired of reminders. Yet, do I ever go shopping with a list and forget the main item? Do I add appointments to my day when I'm already busy? Do I forget my lesson when I come to Bible study? I forgot it once, one half of it. I had to punt. I have a lot of reminders, but do I sit and remember? As preparing for the lesson, I took my mind down memory road a lot. I was reminded of his provision in unexpected ways. And some of the things I'll say, you'll think, it's, oh, that's small. But they were big at the time. When we first moved to Memphis, and I'll have to tell you, both times I moved to Memphis, I had the flu. But <laughs> then I got over it. But when the truck arrived, you know, the truck with everything you own on it, um, I had a sick child. I'd moved away from my family that I'd been a mile and a half from for seven years. They were my, you know, go-to. But God provided a neighbor, a neighbor that took my child, nursed her, took care of her a whole day while I dealt with a hot August days and more flies than I'd ever seen in my life. I left my parents. I left my protection there. But I gave thanks that day. As Stacy said last week, we forget. Oh, we do. We are so easily distracted. It's easy to take credit for what God has brought about. Yes, we like to do that. And we are told to tell the next generation. The psalm I picked was Psalm 105. It deals with God. And it deals what he's done for us in the past. It's a remembrance. For a few minutes, I'm going to reflect on what we should remember, why we should remember. But first, let's reflect on the fact that God remembers. 105.1 says, Tell of his wondrous works. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. He remembers his covenant forever, in verse 8. The word he commanded for a thousand generations. Michael Wilcox says that his remember is not, Oh, I remember your birthday. Didn't do anything about it. But I remembered it. His remembering is something 
that happens. His remembering is something that happens in your head. Really, it's to remember to hear. It is a remembering that causes you to act and act upon. And as you think about how God remembered, what did he do? He acted. But first of all, he remembers us. In Genesis 9.15, I remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. In Exodus 2.24, God heard their groanings. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There are many, many times he's spoken that he remembers. And as his covenant people, we know he has remembered. With God, he remembers, he acts. What are some of the things we need to remember? I kind of looked that up in my concordance and... But first of all, in Exodus 22, we are to remember he is Lord God. I am your Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of this house of slavery, recognizing he is the Lord of everything, just what I, when I don't have a solution. And that happens so many times. We're confronted with something and not first is God, we think of a solution. But he's Lord over everything, as we saw in 105 today. But the second part of that, I am to remember I was a slave. Out of Egypt, he brought his covenant people. Out of a sinful life, my Egypt, he brings me through Christ. We all have an Egypt, a time where sin reigned, some shorter, some more dominant, some less. But there's always a time that we need Christ to bring us out of that Egypt. Israel's Egypt is a picture for me of what God has provided for me in Christ, his sacrifice to a covenant fellowship. So many times we look back and we remember um, that the Israelites were a slave, but we need to apply it to our own life, that there was a time that we needed redemption, that we needed to be brought out of Egypt. We remember that a lot with the Lord's Supper, with the covenant cup and the bread. We can look back at a time at what he's done for us and what we were, and then what he's done for us, and be thankful as we take that covenant cup. Another thing, the Ten Commandments, the one thing we are to remember is the Sabbath. Not a do not, but we're to remember the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy, for to remember that God re uh, created but rested on the seventh. He created the Sabbath for us. He created it for us, not to abuse. It's a time of rest. We all need rest. We all think we don't need it. That was my phrase as a kid. I don't need it. I need it. We fight it with busyness. We love to keep busy. 
with things we fill into our uh, calendars and things. But God knows us, and he knows our needs. He asks us to remember the Sabbath as an action he commands. Rest away from the world. Spend time in his rest. Sometimes rest is our only cure for where we are. He wants us to remember all through the Old Testament. There's ways he tells them to remember. Uh, If you've ever studied the tabernacle, everything about the tabernacle, even in the temple, was all to be reminding you of God and who he was and all his attributes. One of my favorite uh, stories of a remembrance is crossing the um, Jordan. Uh, As they crossed the Jordan, they were instructed, Joshua, instructed one of every tribe to get a large stone and bring it across, bring it across and then set it up that eventually was set up in Gilgal. It was a memorial. You know, I have thought in my time, I would have looked back, did they really cross on dry ground? But he has that memorial there. These are the stones from the middle of the Jordan. He wants us to remember all these things, he says. And notice if you look at Joshua 4, 1 through 7, it is for the children to know. You know, we have have examples for them to know. Why should we remember? (laughs) Remembering for me as I study brings us to praise, thanksgiving, and hope. Not just thinking about it, but action, speaking for him. It reminds me of what he's done for us, recounting aloud, writing it down, sharing encouragement. As I thought about the different things uh, as I was recounting, um, I'm going to show you, share with some, you all something really silly. You can tell it's very old. It's pig. Be careful, pig. Anyway, um, there was a time when we had change. Do you remember when we had paper money, (laughs) coins, all those things? You know, we had it. We didn't use a card. Well, if you had paper money or coins and everything, what was the most thing you got? Pennies. That's what my penny piggy is. Anyway, um, I got it as a freshman in college from a dear friend. It was a joke, but it ended up not being a joke. Uh, I would put my change in it, mostly pennies and everything, but kept throwing it in. Come the spring of my junior year, Kurt and I went to the same college. We were in need quickly of $30. Doesn't sound like much. In today's money, it's probably, oh, I know what it is. It's uh, $357. But anyway, it could have been 3000 But as college students making your way through, we needed 
had no idea. I went back to my dorm, and I remembered the piggy bank. And I thought, well, maybe it'll make a dent, you know. So I started counting. Pennies, remember? Pennies. I ended up with $30 and a few cents. Not 35 not 40 but $30 and a few cents. I've kept the pig. It's been a long time since I've been in college. I've kept the pig. It's moved from house to house, city to city. Thought I'd give it away, but I can't give it away. It reminds me that he provides. Another time, um, and it, this, may seem, this seems small, but it was huge at the time. Another time, I, when we were living in Chicago, my father was dying. Uh, we had been back to Louisville for several times, but I desired to go one more time. Believe it or not, I worked for the city, and the city had gone through and decided they needed to check and see if everybody was making enough wages. And they decided what I was doing, working at a historical site, wasn't enough. I was thankful for a raise. But a few days later, I got a check in the mail. A check in the mail for back pay. Who does that? A check in the mail that was enough to fly some of us to Louisville for that last sweet time. You know, he provided. Giving thanks and praise is what I want to do, is what he's done for me. Derek Kinder uses another word, and I've shared it with my group. But he, for thanks, he likes to use the word confess. That's another word that can be used for thanks in the psalms that we've had. While I confess is when I confess, I, will, I agree with who he is and acknowledge who he is. I confessed that he is my God. Like David, I can sing the praise. He gives us steadfast hope moving on from that. Once I build and talk and share and share with others of what he's done for us, it builds my confidence, not in myself, but in my God. It helps me not to be paralyzed when something comes across an email or something across the television or something I'm hearing about that's going on that can paralyze me with fear. What in the world can protect us? I can remember that he's my God. He's the God of protection as we saw today. He's my hope. He's my stead. It strengthens me in his care and his covenant love. I pointed out that he asked us to remember the Sabbath. He asked us to remember who he is. All these things, and to praise him. But do we take the time to sit down and remember? It was kind of mentioned in leaders' meeting today, but that was on my heart when I studied this lesson that we need to take our time to sit and recount of what he's done for us because he's done so much and to build our confidence and our hope so we praise and sing with thanksgiving.
I challenge you to take the time to do that, to remember him. Remember when his hand protected your life, your walk, provided, even in the down times, even in the good times. We all have hopes and dreams and desires of the heart. I have some so dear I cannot speak. But as I remember what he's done for me, over and over again, I put my praise, hope, and I confess he's my God. Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for Psalm 105, where we didn't hear of all the groanings and the grumblings, but we saw and heard of your hand. Today, we put our trust in your hand, your arm of strength, for all our days to come. In Jesus' name, amen.